Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Uh, we're doing today German Shuffle again, number 10. 10. That like, rhymed. Man, our little boy is all, all grown <laughs> up. <laughs> GS, all grown up. Now, for anybody who is new, the German Shuffle is an episode in which we do a wide variety of topics rather than just one topic. It's kind of like hitting the shuffle button on an iPod. Yes. If you don't know what that is. I can't help you. Or, or hitting a shuffle button on, you know, your music playing device, probably your phone. Yeah. <laughs> but an iPod is cooler. Yes, exactly. So uh, do you want to hit that button, man? That's the button. We love recommending all of you helpful services that we have used ourselves. Americans living in Germany still need to file a tax return in the USA, even though you may not actually owe money to the IRS. It's hard enough for me to file my German taxes, but then I also have to file my taxes in the U.S. But don't worry, you can file a U.S. tax return easily and stress-free with MyExpatTaxes.com. I've used them myself for the past couple years, and they have saved me tons of money. You can file your return through their website in as little as 15 minutes. Taxes for U.S. expats are due on June 15th. However, you can file for a four-month extension via the My Expat Taxes software for free. And don't forget, filing the FBAR, the F-B-A-R, is also included in the standard package they offer. Wait, so you've never filed your taxes while living in Germany? What? No problem, Alex. Oh, calm down. My Expat Taxes can help you to get tax compliant for a third of the cost of a tax consultant. To learn more, please go to myexpattaxes.com. And of course, here we be. This is episode 103. Didn't even, didn't, didn't even plan on that. That just happened. So, sounds like a Dr. Seuss. We're rhyming all over the place here. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss uh, book. Pretty much. Uh, but good to be back. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, had a nice weekend, you know? Ooh. Yeah. Hope all of you are having a good time as well. It is Wednesday. Always a good day. It is Wednesday. At least here in my house. Yeah, we're, we are, we're, we're halfway to the weekend and halfway from the weekend. So we can look forward to what's coming. You know, it's, it's hump day. We yeah. all know Wednesdays. I was saying more. We, we've all experienced a Wednesday. For me and Alex, it means... Beer, whiskey, and uh, talking shit on a on a on a microphone. microphone. <laughs> yes. uh, first off, let's do a little thank you to uh, my mom because we received a, a juicy donation uh, from my mom recently. So thank you, mom, for your continued support. Our both our moms and dads are, are always um, always helping us out. So yeah, and, and, thank and you, Jeff's mom. We really make a joke, it. but it's actually it's really really cool. Um, love you, mom. Thank you so much. <laughs> In other news, uh, according to the head of the EVG or the EVG railway railway union, the upcoming nine euro per month public transportation ticket is going to cause a great deal of chaos. Oh no! As I think we all could have assumed, uh, he's pointed out that trains, especially those on popular routes are already running at capacity, which is a sudden increase ridership due to the cheap tickets, will completely overload all the trains and might even lead to the closure of stations because of the overcrowding. Oh, yeah. I mean, Great. fair enough if suddenly 20% more people are using the trains. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, he and others are concerned that uh, very little preparation has been made and no additional vehicles are being offered, regardless of the fact that the, um, the amount of riders expected to rise a great deal because of this uh, steep drop in the transit prices. So that should be very interesting to see how, how that unfolds over the next uh, few yeah. months. And they have one month which to do uh, probably logistically a lot because um, if they want to throw on extra trains or stuff, they have to like 
figure out that scheduling. They have to hire additional drivers and, and, and for the trains. Some of them like, pay for it too because if they have to make more trains, it's way more expensive. But they're charging way less for the tickets now, so I don't know how that's gonna work. Yeah, and the same guy um, also he said recommended. He said that that first weekend of June, he said I would suggest you don't go anywhere on the trains because that's he said that's probably gonna be as crowded as it's gonna be because suddenly that's literally when everybody's gonna be buying the tickets and, then, and jumping on. You know, if you recommend that no one goes, that should be very free then. Ooh. Ooh. So catch 22. All, all of you follow this advice. I mean, Alex will uh, <laughs> not. And we'll just be riding in these luxury empty cars. One time I rode on empty uh, Ubon car. It was like all by myself, me and my girlfriend. Nice. Late and, at night. Um, it wasn't actually that late. It was just like weird, serendipitous. Like, Ooh, okay. Not serendipitous, but yeah. it was, you know, it was an yeah. empty car. It's like, what should we do? And so he's like ran up and down the car <laughs> and like uh, swung on the uh, the beams and everything. That was super fun. <laughs> The, dri- the driver's in there, like, shaking his finger, like, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, next, the Berlin Senate celebrated today, quote-unquote, what they call the last public <laughs> toilet in, Yay. in Berlin. Um, now, for more context, o- over the past three years, they have installed 278 public toilets in Berlin for a total of 418, which... Um, uh, most of this was during the pandemic and we did notice it and we absolutely appreciate it because oh, you see them everywhere now. It's great. Yeah. However, um, I am kind of a little sad that that's the last one because it's the, the mass still comes out to, it's just, it's one public toilet for every about like hundred thousand people or something like that. So, great. um, it's, it's, it's still way better than it was before, but yeah, I mean, if they have, if they had, yeah, 278 that they made new for a total of 418. They over doubled what they had before. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I definitely appreciate it. Um, now, these t- toilets, um, if you don't know, they're kind of like these small, ooh, 10 foot by 10 foot cubes, three meters by three meters, yep. um, that are, you know, kind of these fancy ones where you put in 50 cents, the door opens. Um, when you do through business, it, it cleans itself. It washes right. itself before the next visitor. And on most of them, and this is a really cool thing if you're a guy, on most of them, on the back of them, they have two free urinals that you can just walk and use, walk out. Um, um, With also, they have little uh, sinks and soap and even a, hair, a hand dryer. Yeah. Um, so, but they're not, um, I don't know, I wouldn't call them a godsend because as we've noticed, unfortunately for the, the actual stall portion where you pay 50 cents, about 50 or 60% of the time, they're the, everyone that we come across are out of order right. and broken. And so our girlfriends can't, can't use them. And, and also means that women have to pay and men don't, which is also just not fair either. Yeah. I mean, I, I get like, cause if it, if it, it is washing itself, so it's using more water than the urinals. And like, I understand it's more expensive. Oh, uh, I, I totally get it. It's still, still sucks. Though, no, no, you know? no it, 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 I mean, it does, but, and, and they should at least, I think the maintenance needs to be better because we've just seen too many that are out of order constantly. Yeah. And we had the other time when we were walking, my girlfriend, she went to four different ones and they were all out of order. It's like, it's like, are you, are you forcing me to, to pee in the, uh, on the bushes? You know, yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Uh, and also it said, apparently that, um, those toilets, um, by the wall, um, you know, not a, uh, Pink Floyd album, but, uh, by the company, the wall, oh. um, has an app. So it just, so you can see every single one in Berlin. I didn't know that. Um, oh. So probably that's, that's good to know. They have an app, so cool, very cool. Um, and what else did you, did you do? Anything else fun on the? I mean, I saw you on Saturday. We had a pretty nice weekend on Saturday. Yeah, what did we do on Saturday? Oh yeah, we went to a outdoor market with like live bands and stuff. That was really cool. And walked around. Uh, that was a yeah, really good time. Fun stuff. Sunday we had a very chill, lazy Sunday. Uh, girlfriend wasn't feeling so well, so it was like, yeah. I mean, lazy watching um, TV. You know, always nice. playing video games. I, I like, it was really just cr- be, 
cozy indoors kind of a thing. Very, that's always a good Sunday, right? Yeah. I like Sundays. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I also found it really fun on Saturday. It was very like stereotypical old school Berlin vibe of um, what was it around 10, 30, 11 at night in like this U-Bahn tunnel. Uh, there's a DJ out there and like 100 people, like 50 to 100 people dancing outside on the street. Yeah, pop, pop up like uh, pop up club and then techno club. Yeah, I was dancing for a bit and then all of a sudden uh, a van pulled up behind us. Guy opened up. He was selling beer out of his van. Like, it was a really cool vibe. <laughs> and then we found that really cool lighted, that lit area. Yeah. That uh, which is on Instagram. Is, dude, yeah. Yeah. It was it was a classic, classic night and good good weather as well. Um, and, and, you know, and actually one thing I want to mention to you, um, which is cool because we just done a couple episodes ago, uh, an episode about the kind of lack of, of, of infrastructure for pedestrians and cyclists, et cetera. Right. Um, Schoenhauser Ali, which is, a which is a main Avenue in Berlin. They've just announced that over the next year, they are going to widen the sidewalks and widen the bike lanes. Amazing. Um, and that'll be done by removing uh, one of the, the car lanes where people just park on the side of the roads. They haven't, they didn't quite think about where those people are going to park. So that's kind of the downside. But the, yeah, I so mean, that seems to be a trend with a lot of uh, plans in uh, either the city or this country where they have this really great idea, but they don't think about the consequences of it. Like we'll make a nine year old ticket, but we're not going to think about, the, yeah, they don't think about like, the higher the, passengers. The, the butterfly effect of it is that right, like exactly. this is yeah like it's it's gonna these people are now gonna probably park illegally somewhere else or cause right. problems. But the 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 thing in theory I love like fantastic. It's it, super cool. It's like an extra meter of sidewalk, an extra and in, and like right now the 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 bike lane is it's very single. And if you want to pass somebody, it's like you're doing so at your own risk. But they're gonna make it so somebody could pass somebody. Uh, very comfortably and safely, you know, and 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 there's going to be a uh, cement barrier between you and the car. That's so. really nice. I, so, I like that much better than just a uh, you know a paint on the road and saying that's a bike lane. It's like, yeah, yes, it is, but also I'm riding next to giant hunks of metal that can kill me. Yeah, so at least you feel like okay, if somebody went out of control, at least they would hit this this little bumper, you know. Yeah. Um, but what's cool is you know usually these things are announced and then it's like okay, happening in 2040, whatever. But they said I think it's going to be done by 2023 or in 2023. Oh wow. That's fantastic. So uh, I guess they would start working on it pretty soon, but really cool. Lovely. Um, and also speaking of cars, now we we had done a shuffle, I think it was the last one, maybe a couple months ago. Yeah. And we had mentioned how in Berlin, sometimes when there's a car accident, they just leave the hulk of the car just like sitting oh, on the right. sidewalk yeah, yeah, yeah. for days. And we, we got a message from some people saying like, really? Does it happen? Because, you know, where I live in Germany, it doesn't make sense that Germans was allowed it, you know, to happen. And um, just to, as a follow up, um, on, um, Ooh, I don't even know what that's, is, is it still Danziger? I'm not sure, but, um, uh, there's a street kind of near Mount that you, you're going down past Mauer park yep. and I was riding down there a week ago and there was this huge burnt out car, um, on the sidewalk blocking the whole, um, the cycling path. Oh, great. And instead of removing it, they set up like, like 10 like cones. plastic cones so they actually put effort in like putting cones around it or like you know plastic barriers around it i couldn't see this giant burnt car in my way yeah and they just left it there and five days later when i cycled up that same street it was still there <laughs> this burned out hulk of a car again why that happens in germany or in berlin specifically i, I don't know why the car said why are they not just taken away by tow car tow truck immediately i have no idea no idea no, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. how was your weekend? Oh yeah, you hit up a, a hockey game, didn't you? Yeah, on Sunday, uh, I went to, the, to go see the Ice Band, and they're playing in the playoffs right now. Nice. Uh, I think if they win their next game, they move on to the championships. Uh, unfortunately, Ooh. they lost on Sunday 6-3, to three, oh, I think no. it was. But it was still a fun game. Like Going yeah. to the Ice Band is super 
It's a really great uh, um, atmosphere there. It's at the Mercedes-Benz Arena. Ooh, nice place, yeah. Really cool stadium. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, I love hockey. Like, I'm not a huge, giant hockey fan, but I love going to see hockey live. It's just a really fun sport, and it's quick, and uh, you know, you really just get into it, and yeah, uh, get like, to yell and scream, and yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, nice. Like, you're not really, like, super invested in the outcome, but, like, the actual, like, game you really enjoy. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah. And then, of course, when I'm watching there, you know, I'm, I'm cheering hard for, for, yeah. for the ice pad, and, you yeah. know? And plus, they have really cool songs and, like, little traditions when they score a goal or whatever. So, it's, it, yeah, it was a good time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, also, what's a good time for you and me is drinking whiskey. I'm ex- I, I don't know why I get the feeling that this is going to be something good. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, this is So, this is the Yellow Rose uh, Rye Whiskey. Uh, it's crafted in Texas. I'm going to read the back real quick because I, I thought it was a pretty cool back blurb. So, it says, Yellow Rose Spirit, spirit Drink. <laughs> It's so funny when drinks call themselves drink. Spirit drink. So Yellow Rose Spirit Drink is a hand-selected, blended, and bottled in Texas. Enjoy enjoy, enjoy rye as it was before Prohibition with this limited production spirit made from rye. This spirit is a true American classic, perfect for fine cocktails. Oh, I'm excited. And, And from what I know, I've never had Yellow Rose before, but from what I know... Yellow Rose is also like they also make uh, a bourbon and a this and a that. Yeah, you know, they're, they're like, not, a lot. not just rye, right? But I decided to get the uh, the rye because you know we're rye guys. And it's been a while since we had a you know r- r- just nothing puts a f- smile on my face like a like a good old rye. And this is a good one because it has like those really weird um, things around you know it's like words <laughs> that a lot of whiskey bottles have. Okay, so it says of our condition. Okay, inspired by legend. For the necessities. This doesn't make any sense. It's, so, it's just so nonsensical, these words. Hmm. But I'm here for it. Pretty bottle, too. Anyways, let's pop it yellow over. Yellow rose. I've had four roses, but not just a single yellow. True. Mmm. Wow. I've had some good pops lately. That yeah. was hard to get off. <laughs> there you, you go, sir. friend. Oh, sorry. Yep. How's that smell? I don't know. Nothing like a smell of a rye. Sorry. Oh God. Even getting the cork back in. I got to also say the cork is a, one of these nice wooden uh, tops, which I'm a giant fan it's of. It's a nice bottle. It is a nice bottle. Wait, take a whiff before you swim. Oh, yeah. that's good stuff. I love a rye. Cheers. Right. Yeah, man. Ooh, I'm all for that. That's a rye. Yeah. Now, mm. before we get into our German shuffle again, number 10. If you are so inclined to, we would really appreciate a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Sure. But, you know, if you don't want to do Man, that. Man, when, when you say Apple Podcasts, it's like Apple Podcasts. An Apple Podcast. Again, if you don't want to, you know, it's all right. It's your life. You live it how you want to. Yeah. I mean, it's happy you're here. doesn't offend me. Yeah, exactly. Just take a listen. Yeah. It's cool. And also check out our website. Many do say it is the best website in the world, and it's only getting better so it's the better than the best website in the world now. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, guys, I'll be honest. Um, I hadn't updated it in a while, but I noticed that. I, I went back. I did a lot of updates, and now, <laughs> now I'm going to really try to, um, you know, always have good content on there for you. So exactly. sorry. I, I, I really appreciate it. You, you do a lot of work on it. There, there was like it. a one or two month lull when I wasn't adding much, and I was like, oh, man, I got to... Because we're, we're touting... Or we're not... Some people are touting Some people it. are touting, not us. And so I never in said order it. to maintain that... Uh, that uh, quality. Image, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so th- there's some good extras on there for you. And, and on, on there, you mean agdwpodcast.com. All the cool stuff's on there. Anyways, let's get to shuffling wicka, wicka, wicka. And uh, Please, no. we're going to start off with a difference between USA and German 
refrigerators. Man, it's cooler than that. That's the the coolest way to start. I should have put that lower on the list. We we really should have made this list better, but here we go. Uh, Refrigerators. Now, of course, in general, uh, fridges on both sides of the ocean, they they, they cool beverages and food. However, they do their job very well. And okay, before we get a bunch of messages saying, oh, this is is also exists in Germany. We're, We're talking about the majority. We're not talking about all fridges, right? Yes. I Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Because I have seen... The stereotypical American fridges in Germany, in Berlin, even. I'm like, I don't know who's buying the, I don't know who has room for this because it's the size of an apartment, but, but they but, do exist. But they're, they're not the standard, like, but so usually in the US, the standard fridge that you get is, of course, twice, three times as big as they it's like are. Three meters wide. Yeah, they're huge. Um, you know, double doors, which we're like, our fridges are literally half. So literally half, like one door, like one half of the, of the yes. American fridge. But also, I think it's the features that sets them apart. Like American fridges almost always have dispensing water from the fridge. Not yeah. only ice, but you can choose cubed, crushed ice, cubed crushed, uh, and they have like just all these special features and like, like have little you seen doors. These, these like smart fridges. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I think. I think we we gone a little too far with smart products. I don't need my refrigerator to have a to do list on it, or like. Or, or, I love these refrigerators. I've seen this, these smart fridges where you press like a button and it shows a window to what's inside of your fridge. But it's like, that's like what the door's open for. Your fridge. Just but, open a door. And they claim you open it and you're like hurting the environment because you're wasting the cool air coming out as you're staring at the stuff for 10 seconds. I mean, I don't, I buy my food. I know what's in there usually. Yeah. I, I can, and to be, actually, actually, maybe that's it. To be fair, when you have a giant American fridge, maybe you can't remember what's in there because it's so big. <laughs> where my fridge is. Even small for German stuff. For yeah. German stuff. My fridge is a joke. This fridge is like uh, the mini fridge you have in college, right? <laughs> but, you know, it's still, it's tall. There's, there's a freezer at the bottom. But, yeah, it's about that width. It's 50 centimeters wide. And anyone who's wondering and want to find a 50 centimeter wide fridge, they don't exist. I think we bought the only <laughs> one ever made for, like, a tall 50 centimeter fridge. Because, um, like, the standard is, like, 55. 55 or whatever, yeah. Right, and we just planned our kitchen poorly where we thought we had a standard size but we, we, we don't. What if they literally did not make a fridge that small? You'd have to like alter your brand new kitchen just to fit a fridge in. I think we'd have, we'd have to knock uh, like the half wall down next to it. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have a very small fridge. But yeah, maybe, you know, when you have a small fridge, I always know what's in my fridge. It's like I got three yogurts left and like a banana. <laughs> where maybe would you, you shop more. Where when you have an American fridge, you can put so much stuff in there. Maybe the little window's helpful. I still think it's ridiculous. Yeah, maybe you lose I, track. I still think it's stupid. But uh, hey, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, but yeah, I would say, again, not all. But in general, just in my time visiting people's apartments and going places, um, it's very rare to have a standard um, like water or ice dispenser in a yeah. fridge. That's like, it's just very rare. They exist, of course, in Obviously Germany. family has one. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so like they are around, um, uh, but especially in large cities, um, it's just like apartment, not yeah. there. But like the thing is like in U.S. large cities in apartments, they still have the fancy fridges. You know what I mean? Like, like they, they don't they don't get smaller just because it's an apartment. They still have and the big fridges. Yeah. I also noticed this too about American fridges versus more German or European fridges is that the American ones are usually these big silver, you know, hunks of fridge. And I noticed like, you know, if you have your cabinets, the, the fridge never sits flush with the kitchen. It's always sticking out by like three to four inches. Yeah, as if there's like like bad planning or something. But yeah. they all do that and I don't understand it. It, it bothers me so much when I see these fridges always sticking out and all, I don't all, get all, it. All I can think is that, so like what he's talking about is like, um, you know, you have like kind of like the wood frame cubby that the that the fridge sits in, usually, right. usually in the US. I think, 
I think fridges over the years have just gotten so big and deep that if you were to make the wood cu- puppy's cubby stick out, your kitchen would be way smaller. Yeah, you lose. I think it's just, you lose too much space. So instead, they have it. Yeah, so that the, the fridge. Yeah, I know it doesn't look good. Just at don't all. make them that big. I, I don't understand I what are those three extra. extra I don't know. I, it just really, really bothers me every time I go to an American house. I'm like, kitchen looks great, but why is a fridge? Look like it's it doesn't belong. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where in Europe, I know the fridges definitely fit more into the aesthetic of the apartment or the house. Well, a lot of time, in, um, the German fridges, um, they actually have kind of like they're built in, and they have a wooden the wooden doors on top of the right. fridge doors. So it looks like a cabinet. Yeah, so like a kind of like, uh, but yeah, it, but in general, I mean, this is kind of an obvious thing, but the the main difference is this: fridges in um, in Germany are just much much smaller than in the U.S. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it for fridges. <laughs> What's the next one, Jeff? Next one is ordering water. Now, uh, of course you've guys heard that, you know, Europeans, they like this bubbly stuff. What's that craziness? Uh, we've mentioned that before, <laughs> they do, especially Germans. They love bubble water. Um, but like we, we bring this on as a reminder is that in Europe, if you ask for water, if you just say, I, I can I have a glass of water or whatever, the default will not be still water. A, it's going to be carbonated water and it's going to come in an actual bottle glass, meaning it's going to, it, your glass of water is going to cost you like four euro or yeah, something like that. It's usually a very little amount of water. So especially if like you're hungover and you have to brunch, you're like, I just got to guzzle some water down. Um, be prepared to spend like 20, <laughs> 20 euro to get enough water to make your liver feel good about itself again. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, it's I, I do miss that in the States is that it's yes. just the standard. You don't even ask for it. Here's a glass of water. Here's a know. big glass of water with ice in it. And it gets refilled as many times oh, as um, love it. But yeah, miss that. so half the time the waiters, they do ask um, like uh, with gas. They usually say like if they know you're a tourist, they'll be like with gas, without gas, right. referring to bubbles. But half the time, again, if you just say, can I have a glass of water, they'll just, okay, they'll just, A, a assume um, just in order to charge you more or just assume because that was what the standard thing is. So just always make sure to like, be like, oh, can I have a, a glass of still water? Yeah. Still. Like, and then, and then you're good to go and you get what you usually are expecting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, but again, you can ask for also, you can be like, can I have, please have tap water? And sometimes restaurants oh, will be uh, like, we, nine, we don't have tap water. No, no, 90 percent of the time, journey even higher, you will not get it. Like, I mean, like they'll they'll actually. I've had people get angry at me, like we don't serve that. We're not that kind of restaurant. I noticed in recent years, I've tried more often. I'm getting it more often, but um, it's it's still it's but it's, it's still not like the norm at all. Like, some weird, especially because like the German drinking water is fantastic. Like I love the water here in Berlin. It's very full of calc and calcium or whatever. Yeah, but it's supposed to be hard water. But I think it tastes really good. So I don't want to have a bottle. I want like water from the tap. Well, you want a free. Uh, but then I want, and I want to drink free water. It's water. Yeah. I'm not paying for water. I hate paying for water. I had one guy who was just like, "Sir, we don't do that," you know. But it's like, but I, but I know. But you have a sink back there, right? Can you just hold a cup underneath it? Turn yeah. the fall. Fo- but they're, they will give you they, a euro. They, they really, they really just get offended by. It. They're like, "No, I, I, you have to buy the glass." What not Purell? What is it? What's that? Purell is. No, uh, I know. I know. It's it's the hand. What, what's yeah. the one with the P? That's the typical like glass bottle of fancy water. Oh. um... I forget what it's called. I know, I know what you mean, though. Peroni's the beer. I, I okay. I'm totally missing it. You guys, you guys are yelling it at the screen right now. Not yeah. screen because we're not a TV show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, just uh, be be sure to specify, or else you'll be in some hot water, Ooh. <laughs> bubbly hot water, like lava. It's like boiled water. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be bad. That's bubbly. Moving on. What's next? Uh, next is. Um, Luftung and apartment contracts. Mm. Now, Luftung uh, translates roughly to like... Airflow. Airflow, exactly. 
So in a lot of rental apartment contracts, I think it's almost all apartment. I, I, I think it's like a standard clause in in German house rentals, yeah. uh, apartment rentals. You sign, so you sign your name. You're like, cool, I got an apartment now. What you probably didn't realize <laughs> you signed up to was that you will open your windows, all your windows in your apartment once a day or something like that for like 20 to 30 minutes. And this is like in the contract to do, to air out your apartment. So therefore, if you ever get mold and they're like, hey, did you uh, luftong your apartment? You're like, what? They're like, oh, it's your fault. <laughs> what if you say yes? Then I don't know. Then maybe, maybe, they'll, maybe they'll cover it. No, but it's so like really all of you who live in Germany, go check out your long contracts. There is a whole section about, and it's very specific. It's like, yeah, you have a specific amount of time, uh, there's like a like specific hour, like you know, all this stuff you have to open. It's super bizarre. That, that it's actually like telling you when you have to air out your apartment. Uh, yeah, which um, and tell me if I'm wrong, but like I don't do not think that is standard on American contracts at all. Like that, that, I think it's a very German thing. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, maybe I don't know. I never rented a place in the states. Since, well, I mean, I yeah, no, I have no idea. But it is here. And uh, it just, and it's how just many the people most actually bizarre. follow that rule? Well, it's like I opened my window today because it was warm. Does that count? Is that... <laughs> well, no, because it wasn't because of the contract. It, it, was, because... it was for your pers- personal <laughs> Luftung. That's no good. No Luftung for fat side. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't enjoy it, Alex. You can't enjoy it. You got to do it for business purposes. But yeah, super bizarre. Um, and this also includes when it's winter and it's like negative 10 degrees outside. They still require you to open up every window for like half an hour or something like that. And, and you will notice, though, I think there's a cultural thing there, too, where uh, a lot of Germans, even in winter, was like crack a window open, even if, like, if it's kind of cold inside. Or freezing. Or freezing. <laughs> like those crack a window open, too. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, ah, Luftung. So I don't, I don't know if they're doing it because of the contract or because like it's just in German culture does the let fresh air in every once in a while. I mean, I do it, but not for necessarily for the mold. It's more like, cause I know in winter, cause it is cold. So we are, you are keeping your windows closed longer. So like the, after a while, the air does get stale in the apartment, right? Yeah, true. Because in like, not unlike summer, you're not opening the windows all the time. So like once in a while, I, I try at least every other day to open up at least like my bedroom window for like half an hour, you know, just yeah, to get some yeah, fresh yeah. air. But like, I'm not doing it because I have to, or because of, mold issues or and like, also like I have a dehumidifier in my room so like I, I deal with mold my own way and also if you, if you want me to open my windows all the time give me a freaking screen <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly there's literally nothing preventing anything from coming in through wasps wasps I'm just thinking I'm thinking like late August early September a raven just I mean. a, a raven coming in yeah I don't, I don't I mean to me I would love to have a raven come in we've been trying to get some bird friends uh, we put a little birdhouse in our balcony. <laughs> can, can, I, and like, can I like spread that clip around the internet? Just the we've been trying to get bird friends. We're trying to get bird friends. Sure, do it. Like Bobby and I've been putting like little seeds in our balconies, trying to like make friends with a crow or a raven. Um, we we've been unsuccessful. I read online you have to like caw at them, and I don't want to annoy my neighbors. Just girl, I guess. <laughs> Fuck this guy. But yeah, we're trying to get bird friends. It's not working, mm. but you know. But if they end up hanging out there. You could be one of those people that's causing a lot of bird shit to be on the ground floor person who has that outdoor garden below you. No, below us is just grass. It's all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you just sit stand in it and you're like, ooh, what's that? Was she? Yeah. Well, there's a tree in front of us anyway. So we have all these trees, right? And these birds are hanging out in the trees. And we're like, come, like, <laughs> come, 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 come play with us over here. The trees, you know, it's right outside Dude, of our balcony. Just get a dog, man. Like, what are you doing? Just get, like, <laughs> uh, you want a pet? Just get a dog. What are you trying? I want a crow pet. <laughs> okay. Anyways, fair enough. Uh, speaking of my apartment, the next one's actually pretty interesting. Uh, it's it's 
So, you know, I bought this apartment. Um, we bought this apartment, I should say. I did not buy it myself. <laughs> no. Because I'm a teacher. There was, there was assistance. <laughs> there was assistance. Uh, so we bought this apartment, and it's a brand new apartment, so everyone moved in around the same time. And because of that, you know, there's no old tenants living there. So we all started this WhatsApp group um, of every, not every tenant, but like most people living there, have this WhatsApp group together, which is convenient. when like you're a building-wide WhatsApp group. Yeah. Which is convenient, you know, when someone has a package, you know, hey, if someone's package, you can pick it up, cool. But uh, it's also pretty interesting. Um, you'd think that there wouldn't be so many different opinions about small things, um, but everyone, I mean, as but the expression what, what, goes, opinions like assholes, everyone has one. <laughs> um, but everyone has an opinion on like like the smallest little things. Like you see people p- posting like a picture of uh, sand in the hallway and they're like, hey, can someone clean up the sand in the hallway? I know you have kids, but uh, other people live here too. It's like, it's a hallway, man. There's going to be sand. A few specks of sand. Yeah, there's going to be some That's dirt. That's the hallway's going to afford. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, but once a week, like every apartment in Berlin, some dude comes clean. or dudette comes and cleans, cleans everything up. I'm not saying we, we keep it dirty and like, oh, whatever. We have someone to clean it up. It's like, sand's going to form. It's going to happen. I mean, if it was part really, of living in really apartment buckets of sand, then I'd be like, oh, what's going on here? But if it's like a few like kernels, you know, that like just because you walked outside. What if yeah. it, <laughs> and that's what it was. And you see all these things like, just normal things you see in Berlin apartments, like all around the city, that aren't problems. If you do it here, it can be a problem because everyone has this WhatsApp opinions. Group. Yeah, like like o- over the past year or two, um, he's he's expressed to me some stories. Yeah, some of the drama that comes over seemingly trivial stuff. Just because like, I think, yeah, it's, I think it's just a human thing of like, yeah, when there's just too too many opinions, if there's too many people giving opinions, it's just going to cause chaos. Yeah, You're exactly, gonna, yeah. and like. I live with a lot of really fantastically nice people. I met a lot of them. I like I like most of them. Yeah. Some of them I, I, some of them I haven't met yet. Uh, there are a lot of valued opinions there too. Which is every once in a while, some weird things pop up. And you're just like, who has the mental energy <laughs> to, to complain this. about this? Like to yeah. fight over this, right? Like, yeah. What happened to live and let live? I don't know. But it's just an interesting thing that I don't think many people have is a building wide WhatsApp group. I I don't know if I would say I'd recommend it, but I'm I'm part of I, it now. There, there was when you first mentioned it. I kind of thought like, oh, that like makes sense just for uh, to, to prevent drama. You know, like oh, True. oh, guys, sorry or about this or oh yeah, I've got your package or this that other. But like after listening to you for a while, I was like, I'm really happy I don't have that group because because I I could see certain things around this apartment building that if that was spoken about in the group with 20 opinions that it would just cause and so much drama it, it has come down calmed down a bit now and i think that actually people have actually met people face to face maybe talked you know to them because once anonymous you know you just yell if, at anyone feel entitled to yell at, at a screen rather than uh, right when you know it's a human being so yeah. I, I think it's calmed down a bit now and it is still convenient too for example someone's like hey i'm gonna have a party on the rooftop uh just so everyone knows it's gonna be on this date if you want to come join please do but just so you know we're having a party that's like yeah. great good yeah. to know yeah so it, it, it is cool in that way it's just something interesting yeah it's cool uh, actually connected with your apartment. Let's just, let's just, continue, let's just ride this train. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, is, um, something that, um, and I've, I've told you this to your face, so this isn't a surprise or anything. Yeah, what's that? Um, I, I hate, I hate your, your doorbell. Oh, system. I, I hate it too. Uh, so like, um, <laughs> if, if you go to, if you go to visit Alex or oh, sorry, let's back it up. If you go to visit 99% of anybody in Berlin, <laughs> <laughs> of anybody in Berlin and you go to the front door of their building, just like most buildings, there's a big, what do you call it? I don't know, like a map. Panel, like a, a panel. panel. 
listing every person who lives there and next to them is a button and you press it and it goes, you know, it rings, it rings a bell. Simple system. It works really well. And then with through the intercom, they say, who is it? And they buzz you in. But with you, it's this touchscreen yep. menu system. It's like, it's like a three inch touchscreen that a lot of people yeah, don't it's, see. It's not even that big. Yeah. So you have to go to it and then you have to like use your finger to scroll to find me, but it's not in order yeah. of floors. It's not not alphabetical. It's nothing. Now you can search, but a lot of people don't know that. It takes time. It's like, I just want to press a button and be done with it. it it's honestly it's ridiculous. And then what's cool though, I have a little camera so I can see who's down there. Yeah. But the problem is I can't talk. Like it doesn't work. I think they built how, it wrong. Yeah, but how come you guys never complained about that? Because I honestly, like, like I said, I, I just, it's just another thing I don't yeah. feel like dealing with. Yeah. And I've fair lived enough, there for enough. a year now. Yeah. I've never had a problem. I can see who's there. I don't need to talk to anyone, you know, I just buzz them in. Mm. Uh, it's fine. But um, yeah, that, that is just a poor design choice. Also, I'm thinking of like, what happens when it breaks? You know, like a panel with buttons is very difficult to break. It's very simple. Yeah, there's no moving part. Like, yeah, it's a very simple thing. It's- all, all it takes is one, you know, asshole to come down the street, be like, oh, look at that. Smash shit with their... Or just anything. Throw, throw some beer on it, you know, and then, you know, and then, and, then, and then call it a day. It's like, great. Now we can't even clingle anymore. You know, it just, it's just, it was a really weird choice. The architect did a great job with that. I don't know why he had that idea. I think it's because, wow, look at this cool modern thing. But it's one of these situations where the modern version of something is actually less convenient. You know what I mean? Than just like a good old fashioned button that you press. I, I, I think a good way, thing to compare it to is a lot of these new cars Instead of having like... Yeah, like Teslas and stuff, yeah. All these buttons, uh, you know, for the climate control, for the radio, which is great because you can look where you're driving, put your hand down and feel the buttons and press. There's tactile response. Yeah. Right. Now they have these big touch screens to look down all the time to press the buttons. Mm. And that's incredible, especially for a car, it's incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Less convenient. And it's just like, it's just technology for the sake of technology. And I think sometimes we just got to take a step back. Like, wait a second. Do I need a touch screen on the outside of a building? Do I need a touchscreen in my refrigerator? You know, it's just, but you know how it'd be, it'd be more convenient. It, say it was a touchscreen, a, but imagine it's a bigger touchscreen that it was just a visual representation of a normal button system. You know what I mean? Like, like in a normal building, sure. you know, it's so like you could just, you could just see, just see all of your names but again, press, and, you, and you just press it like, you know, but you know I'm saying like everything's visible. You don't have to search of a scroll. Like literally you could just, everything's just visually there and you just go out. You but again, know, is Alex, that an advantage boom. over buttons? No. No, no, but I'm saying if you're going to go the screen route, at least that would make sense rather. Because like when you're standing there, yeah, like I have to scroll and find, and, and your name's always in a different spot because it yeah. go, goes by whoever was cl- clingled last. Oh, really? Like, yeah. See, like, when I come to your place, I know where your button is. So I just walk right up and I, just, I can boom. blindly press yeah. the button where anyone visiting me has to wait a good like five to 15 seconds to find it. And like, you're not even sure if it's working. And yeah. Like it is funny when I get food delivered and I see they're outside. Like I, I can see it, I, you know, I can see through the camera. Yeah. I just see like the guys like For five minutes going getting like, so frustrated trying to find my name and I feel like, so I'm bad. I'm so sorry. And I can't even talk to them either. Big like, sorry. <laughs> what if somebody had like a Mission Impossible like quality style mask, but since you didn't have the intercom, you can't tell that the voice is different. So what if it was like some guy wearing a mask of me and you're like, oh, it's Jeff. But since you don't have the intercom, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> hey, if it happens, I'll we'll find out what what happens, Jeff. <laughs> Uh, let's 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 move on, please. <laughs> okay. Now, one thing that um, spring and or April always brings in Berlin specifically is, and this is going <laughs> to just sound like an interesting thing that we're saying, um, is the <laughs> blossoming of the cherry trees. Um, now, because Berlin has cherry uh, blossom trees, cherry blossom trees. Sorry, um, and uh, Berlin was uh, gifted, if you will, um, after the Second World War, I believe, was from Japan. 
they they gifted these um, several thousands of cherry blossom trees, and there are like three or four main avenues um, around the city. Around yeah. the city, and if you go when they're blossoming for this like one week or two in, it's in April, it's like an amazing sight. I know it's it sounds such a weird thing, but it's like it's yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it, I think it's just kind of bizarre to be you know in the middle of Europe and you have cherry blossoms. I don't think they're native to this area. You know, they kind of like spread out around the city as well, mm. not just in these alleys. Like there's one right near you on the street while I was walking home the other day. Yeah, there's a few one-offs that just, you're like, what's that doing there? <laughs> and, and, and they're beautiful, especially when spring's, you know, when spring comes to Berlin, because Berlin is a very green city. There's trees everywhere. A lot of mm. streets have trees down them. Uh, you very rarely see a street without trees on Almost them. Almost never, yeah. So when, when spring is blooming, it's it's mega beautiful. And you add the cherry blossoms to it. And you have these little bits, bits of pink and green. And it, it, it's, it's, it's just really cool, I think. And um, I thought it was just fun to mention, so. Yeah, and, and it's actually like a famous thing. Like people... Uh, in April, end of March, early April, like they're actually like organized with friends, like, hey, this Saturday, let's go see the cherry blossom tree. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. actually like a thing people go to do I mean, we, and we, walk there. And we, we did it two, yeah, two weeks ago. I, I think that wasn't on purpose. Like, we, we were just on a walk. We happened to come across, or, 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 or no, no, it was on purpose. Oh, we, okay. we, we looked up to, because we knew there was like a little um, oh, nearby, yeah, okay, path that was near yeah. me ish. So we walked there. We, yeah, it was, I mean, they're beautiful. Who, who, doesn't, who doesn't like beautiful trees? If you don't like beautiful trees, you got to really think about your priorities in life. <laughs> that is true. Right? I mean, it, I think it has to be one of those things that you universally like is beautiful trees. Yeah. There's just something wrong in your soul. If yeah, you don't, yeah. If you don't love a good tree. If you look at, a, at yeah. a tree, like a really pretty tree, and you're like, I hate this, then, you know, take, take a good look at yourself. <laughs> I mean, come on. Trees are cleaning your air. You know? That's my psychological just be, just advice. Be thankful. You should be thankful. Especially uh, pretty ones. They're cleaning your air while looking good. <laughs> <laughs> the next one has nothing to do with trees. Has to do with it growing, but not let's say human growth. Let's say. Oh my goodness. Um, basically, this next one is about an interesting thing that I had say noticed over the past years I lived here, but never really like, you know, thought of it being a difference. But I guess it is. Um, okay. Is is how children are taught to ride bikes now in the in the U.S. The standard is, I think it's like you're maybe like five six ish, right? Um, you're given your first bike ever. Yeah. And it's usually, it's, you know, a small little bike, but it has training wheels. So you have the, you have the two normal wheels and you have these two little wheels on the rear wheel that makes it impossible for the bike to tip over. Right. Or very difficult to. Yeah. And you, you ride that for a year or two or whatever until that momentous day when you're you pop those bad boys dad, off. Your dad pulls out his wrench, takes those things off, you know? Yeah. And then like, you're like, you're not going to let go. Right. But of course they always do when they, they lie and they do it. And yeah. you're like, Oh, I'm doing it. Um, but in <laughs> Germany, yeah. Kid, kids learn much more different how to balance themselves on yeah, bikes, don't they? Honestly, this could be a generational thing. Maybe kids in the States are using these now too. I really don't well, know. Let us know. I mean, yeah, let us know. Yeah. Uh, but we'll use the States to these balance bikes. So they're called Laufrad. No, no, not in the States. I mean, sorry, here in Germany, they use these balance bikes where in German they're called Laufrad. So it means like running or walking bike. And they're just very, very small bikes that kids use at one years old, two years old, three years Usually old. Usually made of like wood, right? Usually made of wood. So it's, hey, it does have to do with trees a little bit. Ooh. Um, and they, yeah, they're just two wheel bikes. They have no, uh, pedals or chain. So just a seat, the two wheels and the handles, and you just kind of run with your feet on it. And yeah. then eventually they pick their feet up and they roll. And then all of a sudden they're riding on two wheels. Yeah. So there's no learning needed really. There's no, there's that, there's not that moment where it's like training wheels on off. It's like, I know how to ride a bike and I'm barely can walk. Yeah. And that's the key difference is that these balance bikes, they're built at a height that, um, that the 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 kid is tall is like it, it can fully stand up. So like right. So so the child is never sitting and actually balancing. Like so w when they start with it, they are literally just walking along the road with this bike in between their legs. While they're kind of sitting on the seat, 
Yeah, yeah. So, so like, and this instead of it happening at like five or six, this starts to happen at like the age of two, right? Two, or two, one, or th- two or three, one yeah. and a half year olds. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Much younger, and so over time, they just train themselves how to balance, and they'd have no need for um for these training wheels. Like exactly. So, so they learn at a much earlier age how to just balance themselves, and then yeah. they can use a pedal bike. Like I, I've, I've had kids in my kindergarten. They use like a pedal bike at three years old, like a full on mm. regular pedal bike. Three years old, yeah, and just going along their day, and it's, it's amazing. It's yeah. super cool. And I'm cool. like, well, I didn't learn till three years later. Yeah. I think I learned. I think I learned to ride a bike when I was like eight. Like I was pretty late. I can't remember exactly, but I think I was like six, six or seven. Yeah, oh, good for you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean like that. Oh my. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's I think it's super cool, and it's a great way to learn because you're learning just naturally. You're not you know you're not you're not learning one skill to try to translate it to another skill. You're just learning the first skill from the beginning. Yeah, without 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 telling them to learn this skill they're just you're just giving them this thing and they just they're just doing it they're learning it on their own right exactly they're just, they're like, okay, I, they're like okay i know what i have to do i have to which in the broader sense of pedagogical early childhood oh here he is um okay. you know uh for example like don't help your kids climb because if you help them climb they obviously can't do it themselves let them learn themselves how to climb then they'll be really good climbers things like that you know what i mean well when i'm free soloing up mount hood i'm going to give them a little bit of help you know <laughs> just, you know Still passes. Uh, there, there's, there's your uh, your early childhood tip of the day by Alex. We know a little song. Early childhood tip of the day there. by Alex. Let's <laughs> have Bobby sing it. Okay. Uh, next one. Now, next one. This is an interesting one. Uh, no, I, I don't says, know what it this is. Fräulein. I, I, I did forgot to put the umlauts. Um, yeah, that's okay. Fräulein. Reason I throw this on. Think about this. If if you if you watch. Uh, American films from the past 50, 60 years, right? Yes. And they have a German character. I mean, you see it mostly, I think, like with World War II movies, there's, or there's a German officer, but, but I, think, it, I, think, I think I know where you're going with it this. Hap- it happens in general, right? But you'll have, the, you'll have a German character, you know, speak English, but in a German accent, but like one of the few German words he throws in there is Fräulein, a lot. Like, he's yeah. like, oof, Fräulein Hammersmark, uh, oh, Fräulein this, Fräulein that, like whatever. The funny thing is that Fräulein is a word that is almost never used in German society ever. Like, it, yeah, I, I know really, I rarely, have I ever heard it? I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. Now, like, so, so Fräulein is, is basically the word Frau, which means a woman, or it could be like a Mrs., you know, you know Frau. Right. Like Frau Jeff. Miller, whatever, whoever. Yeah. Um, but with the line, it kind of makes it this kind of cutesy little word. So like it, it was meant for like. Uh, to call like a teenager or like sure. a little girl, like, although it, it, they have their own word, uh, Mädchen for little girl. So like, it's not for that either. Right. Um, but, it, but it's this word that it's, I think most Germans actually look at it as kind of like, if you used it, it it's kind of, I don't know, not insulting, but condescending in a way. And even for a 14 year old, it's like, you don't use uh, Fräulein, you use, you use Frau, Frau Maya, Frau, they, like, like it's just a word that literally I've never heard used in the ten years I've lived in Germany. Maybe it's more of an old school thing. I, I, I know, like, yeah, like World War II movies, you'll see it being used. Maybe they used it back in like the forties and thirties and early, early twentieth century. I, I think American movies are just using it. Just it's like a, it's like a word that they heard, and it's like, okay, let's throw that in just to reinforce that this is a German character. But like, but they never checked. Is this a word that people actually use? Maybe, in maybe real it's life? kind of like the, uh, you know, drinking out beer out of a boot. Where like no one drinks beer out of a boot here, but a lot of Americans think like, oh yeah, you go to Germany, you're drinking beer out of a glass boot. Or they call it das Boot, but actually B O B O T in German is like the word for boat. Right. Yeah, not for boot. Like, yeah. The Stiefel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doesn't sound as good. But yeah, um, sorry to pop anyone's bur- burst anyone's bubbles, but uh, yeah, we don't. We're, we're no no one's drinking out of a, a glass boot here. 
No, but anyways, that, that's why I threw that in there, just because like Fun. I was thinking of older movies, and I was like, you hear Freud, especially in all the World War II movies I watched my dad early days, like Freudland and Freudland, and I'm like, I'm like actually nobody uses that word. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I like that yeah. one. Weird. Now here's one. Actually, I think someone on Instagram asked us about a little bit. So uh, we we've talked about how Berlin has a ring bond. So it's one of the um, one of the S bonds, the the public transportations, the trains. That goes. I call, a, them, I call them above ground subways, basically. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that goes uh, around the whole city in a in a, a circle and a ring. A ring. Exactly. Which is like the most. I think every city in the world should have a ring bond. It's incredible because in that way it connects all the other subway lines that are fanning out right from the center, and that way you don't have to go back to the city center just to go back up another line. And, it's you know, brilliant. It's, yeah. it's honestly brilliant. Anyways, but but uh, one thing we should mention is that. Like, like the ring living inside the ring. Like, like, like there's this whole thing of like, oh, you live outside the ring, you're a loser. Kind of with like, like, like oh, like, you live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, basically, the ring is considered if it's inside the ring, that's like the city Berlin. center. Yeah, yeah, the city center or whatever. Yeah. Which, which comprises of like probably two and a half million people. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't say the city center. It's just like the city center is an, is like within the ring. You know what I mean? Right. But, but like the ring, yeah, I, I don't know. But it's like, I think like two thirds of people who live in Berlin live in the, the ring. Yeah, maybe. let's put it this way. If you're ever visiting Berlin, you're going to be always in the ring. You, yeah, you'll, you'll probably you'll, never you'll leave never, the ring. You'll yeah. never be outside the ring. Now I live one street outside the ring. By one Ooh. street, I mean like when I get off the S-Bahn, I have to walk five minutes, I'm outside the ring. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting about it is it really is feel like a, a different world. Uh, and sometimes it really feels like a cutoff. Like right where the ring is, it's like a cut. And there's like a lot of nothing. Yeah. And you really notice it. So like if you walk further south from where I live outside the ring, you'll like, you'll, you'll see a bunch of houses. A lot of apartments are gone. A bunch of houses, more like neighborhoods. There's a little castle over there. There's like a, a giant German looking beer garden. You feel like you're not even in Berlin anymore. Mm. And it, it just feels like a whole different city, but you're still in Berlin. You're yeah. not very far out of Berlin. And the buildings change. Like suddenly it's like every building's only like two stories tall. And, right. and suddenly it's dead quiet and it's, it's, it's very much like it's a, pretty. a line in the sand that goes from like Berlin to like more we call kind of suburb suburb ish. Yeah, like, exactly. you know what I mean? like, like, and the whole kind of vibe changes. Um, again, it's, it's really nice to live there. Yeah. If you want, if you want family well, it, and kids, it depends. Like there's certain areas not near you, but more actually over uh, where I live that almost a second you go beyond the ring, you feel like you're in some East German village in the middle of no, like it doesn't feel like Berlin. You feel like you're just like really like the, the whole vibe just changes completely. So, yeah, true. So, so, so some out of the ring places are fine and really nice. And some it's like, you're like, Oh now I know why the rent is like half priced on this side of the tracks and this side of the tracks. It's yeah, like for it changes sure. I mean, so much. You, you can like, um, like for the price of a small apartment, if you want to buy a place in the city, like in the ring, you can buy like a whole house outside the ring. Even if there's only like, hundred meters physically in between the two places. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, but it's, it's kind of like just, um, yeah, I'm sure in New York, it's like, you know, like if you live in this, on this street that signifies you're in, I don't know what's a popular era in Manhattan, like Soho or I don't, I don't know anything. You live in Greenwich Village. The, 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 the worst <laughs> metaphor I've ever heard. But you know what I mean? But then there's the, the line between Greenwich Village and maybe like a worse neighborhood and depending on what side of the street you live on, the price of the house changes it's by like a hundred thousand. It's like of New York to New Jersey. <laughs> well, New Jersey's no, outside the ring. <laughs> no, but just, that was just a bigger space. Cause there's like the river in between that. I was, I was trying to find a, okay. Yeah. It didn't work. Okay. Moving on. Nope. Didn't work. Let's, you know, you let's, know what I'm talking about. let's move on. Let's, we can do a few more. Sounds good, Alex. Let's do that. Okay. This next one is one that came by me just from a few experiences in the past couple of weeks. And this goes under the, the title of 
we suggest not pretending to know German. Okay, I'm intrigued. Yeah, and um, I'll, I'll explain the two situations, and then I'll explain what what I mean, and we can get into it afterwards. Okay. okay. So I, I had sold, we'd um, done some rearranging in our apartment. I'd sold a schminkentisch, which is basically just like a little small makeup a makeup table, right? makeup table, yeah. right? Um, sold an eBay Kleinanzeigen, which for you Americans is the Craigslist, right? Uh, and and as I'm talking to the guy on eBay Kleinanzeigen, like once in a while, I'm like. Is it my German? That, why? Because I'm not understanding. And then I just kind of showed my girlfriend. She's like, she's like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure this guy's like Google translating because this also doesn't make <laughs> this also doesn't make sense to me. And, and then and then she's like, Yeah, I'm pretty. This this guy is not a native speaker. I was like, Okay, I was like, Okay, fine, whatever. And we continue talking in German, um, because usually when somebody comes, they then reveal like, Okay, well, I don't speak German or you know, right? Like, just speak German for the for the transaction online, and then when they get there, it's like, hey. Yeah, yeah, because because they don't want to like offend you know they want to be in the native language just to try to get the deal going right right yeah uh, so we agree on a price and he comes um to the door and he just and and, and again it, it, i gave him like a one hour window so like i'm not assuming the guy at the door is him it could be amazon delivery it could be anything right sure so he rings and he just has one word and it's a word that i just don't know i don't even know what language just any and it and he oh and it sounded like a name almost like it's like it was like Sharon, oh yeah, Sharon, like Sharon, kind of like, and then I was like, uh, "Ich bin nicht Sharon," and then, <laughs> and then he's like, mm, uh, "Are you sure, Mark, Mark, Mark?" And then I'm like, "I'm like, I'm sorry, what?" And then, and then finally, and I think he was in retrospect trying to say "mocked" or "market," and then finally he just said, "eBay, eBay, eBay," and then, uh, yeah, and I was like. I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, um, and I'm not going to say it all, uh, here, but I, I, I explained in German how to get to my apartment, you know, like, because you have to say, like, what floor you're on, which courtyard or whatever. Right. Explained it. And he just goes, okay. And I'm like, okay. Well, he just, he said, okay. So he must have understood, or else you would, of course, say, I don't understand or something, right? But he's like, okay. And then, but of course, like, five ten minutes goes by and i'm looking at my girlfriend i'm like he didn't he didn't understand a word i said like he didn't speak any german um so i went out yeah and sure if i found him like like in a like on the top floor in a different building and and probably got him and and anyways he was kind of angry at me because he's like he couldn't find it um but then i brought him over and yeah and, and sure enough he didn't speak um any english or any german which uh, that i'm not that's fine i'm not I'm not saying anything bad about that i'm just saying like um I don't go in a situation, especially when you first move here and when you're pretending to understand German because it's going to get you trouble like this where you're going to take 10 minutes walking through a building just because you're too proud to admit that you don't speak. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, just just like when I... I I'm, not, I'm not German either. Like, he could just be like, is English cool? And I'd be like, yeah, of course. So like, you know. it's Just like when I, uh, you know, bought a new phone contract by accident and had two phone numbers for two years because mm. I pretended <laughs> that I understood what I was reading, but I didn't. I just thought it was going to be okay. And I wound up, you know, having two phone contracts. So I, I definitely get behind that. Uh, I mean, fake it till you make it for some areas, but like with some transactions, it's not a good idea. No, and it's just like it, 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 it just caused a huge waste of time for everybody, you know. And and it also it, it happens um, sometimes with delivery people as well. I'll explain the direction of German. Ten minutes will go by, and they're like, "Well, I couldn't find your house anywhere." And I'm like, "Well, I say the direction." And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, I don't speak, I don't." speak German. It's like, well, why didn't you just tell me that? Why didn't you respond? You didn't call right. me. But, yeah, yeah. Um, and another, another um, good example that I just remembered the other day was um, uh, I had this roommate who I won't mention his name, 
who uh, he just moved to Germany and he'd been here maybe a week and he t- needed uh, contact lenses. Yeah. And instead of asking us what's hey, what's the German word for contact lenses or looking it up, he went to the drugstore, bought what he thought was like the liquid that you put your contact lenses in. I wish I could remember what he what he bought, but it was com- it was not what you put. Oh no, that's that could be that could be like super dangerous. And it? he and I was at home when he put his th- and you hear like a scream when he put like oh, no. the thing in his eyes. And but he for some reason it was very, very weird reaction where he was like he was just kind of laughing about it like oh whoops thought it was the contact lens stuff but it wasn't and and I looked and I read it's it. just battery acid. Yeah, well I I read it and I was like oh that's not what that is. Uh, but so so guys like don't be afraid to admit your uh, shortcomings in language like you'll get yeah. better. They're like there's no there's no shame in it at all. Like we've all been there so it's like it's fine. Yeah, like, exactly. I think I think that's a, that's a, that's some solid advice. Yeah, yeah don't it, don't be ashamed. There's nothing wrong with not speaking German to a certain level. Like it's cool. Just like and 99% of the people you'll interact with in Berlin if you say can I switch to English in perfect English they'll be like yeah of course let's, let's do it you yeah, know like yeah, yeah. they can also speak English so it's fine you know yeah, exactly um let's do yeah I'll do another one uh just something I noticed the other day when I was uh over in Kassel mm. uh so we went to a friend's place that they live in like the suburbs of Germany so like the a lot burbs. of houses in the out down the burbs so you know a lot of houses next to each other with backyards whatever mm. and I noticed it there but I also noticed other places around Germany as well is that Germans aren't really ones for front yards like Americans are. And then right now you're talking about standalone houses. Houses, 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 houses yes. Yeah. Uh, like a, like a single-family home. Uh, I notice in the States, usually people would like to have a nice big front yard. Sure. Then the house is far back, and you have a nice big backyard as well. Where in Germany, the houses are much closer to the street, and you have like a little front yard, a little walkway, maybe a meter, two meters long, and then you have the house, and then you have like a bigger backyard, and that seems to be like where you know that's where the, that's where the money maker is. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's like a just something I noticed. Maybe I, I know obviously I'm sure there are houses with big front yards, but I think generally it's not like a big trend here to have a big front yard. I think yeah. people like to hide their stuff in the back. It's more private as well, I guess. I don't know what the reason is, but it's just something I noticed that I thought I'd mention. Yeah, it's it's. I think it also depends where you live because I know like say if you if you go to L.A. Yeah, and there's huge stretches with with houses. Um, uh, and in LA, like the typical house, it only has like ten feet of front yard, just like in Germany. Um, yeah, okay. You, you know, but but if you go up north where I grew up, typical house does have kind of like a deep, big front yard. You know what I mean? So it might be um, in the bigger cities, even in in the states, like in LA, like they because because they, they, there's so little space. Um, that you can't waste it. You know what I mean? So it's That's like, true. I mean, you in, know. in Providence, it's similar. Like on the east side of Providence, um, a lot of the uh, houses, because yeah, there's lack of space and they're old houses too. They're built in the 1700s. There's not a big front yard usually, actually not even a big backyard either because it's, you know, it's so packed up. But I'm thinking more of like the typical, like big, um, uh, like uh, suburban neighborhoods. Yeah, no, no, I know, I, know, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But, but maybe... Those also exist in Germany somewhere, and yeah, I the mean, could, front yard is just the Berlin Castle area. I don't know. Like, no, I've seen it also like where my girlfriend's from. I've seen it uh, up, up in Bremen, like everywhere I've kind of gone. I've been a bit to the suburbs. Front yards, just not a thing. It could just be like a practicality thing because they, because like as a German, you're like, okay, am I gonna spend a lot of time in my front yard? No, I want my privacy, so I'm gonna be hanging out in the backyard the most. So right, exactly. So what do I need a big front yard for? You know what I mean? Like just, a to- I just need a token space because w- w- am I gonna sit there with my friends having personal conversations and in front I of get full it view? Too. Like, like, no, I'm gonna go to the backyard, right? My like, parents have a big front yard. Have we 
growing up that we ever use it and like not once <laughs> like really not at all yeah but like in some cases it's nice to have that um buffer between you and the road oh you for know sure I mean? so like when you look out your window you see trees and grass and stuff oh, and like, it's it, super nice yeah. like the front yard having a front yard is beautiful to have yeah i just germans don't think that way <laughs> i don't know yeah like i said i'm sure there, there are a handful of homes that sure do, there are but like in general i'd have to uh, i've been searching my mind i can't think i've ever seen one with a classic like american big front yard yeah. so maybe that is the standard but there are probably a few exceptions and it could be a space thing too because also german has suburbs or also the houses are closer together than they are in the states mm-hmm. so i think that's you know it's better for the uh better for the environment it's you can fit more houses it's many reasons to do that so maybe that's why i don't know but um it's interesting it is interesting uh and let's close things out with um an april appropriate shuffle track Let's do it because it is, uh, when this is released, it is May. Um, oh, too bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, but we're saying it in April, that counts. Yeah, exactly. So uh, there's a saying in German uh, about April because especially in Berlin, April is just like the weather is just, it's just stupid. It's super annoying. It's all over the place. And I mean, daily is all over the place. Like you're, you're, you're talking like one day will feel like summer. The next day it'll snow. Yeah. And the next day I'll have a storm and then I'll be sunny again. Or you'll have one day where it's, perfectly sunny and then it rains and it gets really cold and then it snows and it's sunny again like in literally the same day. <laughs> 10 hours um so the expression is april macht was er will so it's april does what it wants yeah makes what much. it makes what it wants yeah which um yeah which you, it's a good phrase for you guys cuz uh you'll hear it a lot i mean if if you're here and you make any comment about the weather in april any german in your group will hey. we'll just will Immediately say that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Because April can be, you know, annoying. Yes. And so now we're happy to be in May um, because May's great. But we're not in May right now. This is April. Well, we're going to be in May in a bit. Okay. But you can't say you're happy to be, you don't know how you're going to feel well, next I, I, week. <laughs> Could be feeling awful. I don't know. Fair, fair news, Jeff. Fair news. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about this whiskey. Yeah, you know, you know what will make will make you feel good right now. This whiskey. This whiskey. Um, you know how I know I like it because you know I, splash. I, I asked for another splash. Like, what was it? Ten minutes into the episode. Yeah. yeah. You want some more? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Wow. No, not a big splash. Just a tiny. No, yeah, I'll give you a little, uh, a little whoops a doodle. So again, this is the uh, Yellowstone Distillers, um, crafted in Texas. It's Yellowstone Rye. And wait, no, there's is that handwritten? It is handwritten on there. I just there's, saw. there's no stone. It's called Yellow Rose. What did I say? Yellowstone. My guy can't read. <laughs> Yellow Rose. I think Yellowstone National Park, maybe. Yellow Rose Rye. Um, I just saw this too. But is it the Yellowstone Distillers? Or... No, it's Yellow Rose Distillers. Okay, okay, no, nope, there's no Yellowstone. Because I just thought maybe it's the Yellowstone Distillers make the Yellow Rose. No, nope, okay, none of that. Okay, so there's no stone. Okay, and it's also the oldest legal distillery in Houston, Texas. Mm, that's so a, that's. I don't, don't, it's a feather in your cap? I guess. I don't, <laughs> How many distillers are there in Houston? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and this is batch number um, L1910, and it's bottle number 2064. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so you mentioned this is a, um, a kind of limited edition. Did you, did you it's, it's a limited edition oh, in okay. the back, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Let's, let's take our sip as we usually do. Cheers. Hmm. I've really been liking it. I oh, really man. have. It's just go. Oh man, it's like it, it, the the flavor changes as as you're as you're drinking it. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I like every change, every level that it's yeah, at. I love every level of it. Yeah. No, I I really like it as well. I I find it. Um, I don't find it as smooth as other rice, but I find the flavor really, really there. It, yeah. It's sweet. It's 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 a warm uh, flavor. It's got a nice burn going down. Mm. 
checks all that boxes. Yeah, it really checks every like rye box I could possibly have, I guess. Except for it's not as with other whiskeys I've had. But again, this bottle costs I think thirty euro. It's not that expensive. Um, and yeah, this bottle costs like I think forty forty five euros. So it's a yeah forty three fifty. What was it? Yeah, it's so like not crazy expensive, but not super cheap. So I think for but the worth it for the price. I for think. the price, yeah. absolutely worth yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I like it. So I'm gonna and the bottle's great. So I'm gonna go with a solid. Uh, I'm gonna go solid eight. I like it. I'm gonna go eight and a half. Nice. I'm taking this bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. Good. This Yellowstone is really good. <laughs> no, now I feel bad for the for the brand. Yellow Rose. Yellow Rose. Yellow Rose. I just I was like I was like oh okay Yellowstone Distillers makes the Yellow Rose. It makes all kinds of sense. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's okay. But uh, everyone but, but yeah, is listening. That was good. It, I, I'm uh, very happy today. Good episode. Good whiskey. Hey, we're we're vibing right now. Yeah. So uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening. As always, we really appreciate it. And uh, check out the website, yeah, like I said. thanks for coming back. Yeah, Thanks, thanks for coming back. Thanks for staying here, you know, episode 103. Um, and, and again, as we've said a million times, if you have ideas for things we can uh, do as a topic or as a shuffle or as a... Who's he? What's he? Uh, yeah. Like, like, send us a message. Like, we, many of you have been super helpful on Instagram recently. Um, we, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we read all those messages. We've taken a few of them. We're trying to put them in episodes. We're trying to figure it out. So, I really, we really appreciate that with the, you know, the ideas you've been sending us. Yeah, because you know, after you've had a hundred episodes, um, episode ideas don't exactly just like fly into your brain every second. Yeah, so. Exactly. <laughs> the first twenty episodes were easy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I, th- yeah. I think even after the first 10, we were like, remember, you're like, well, we're done, man, right? Like, we're at, we're at, we're at, struggling for yeah. so we're 93 episodes. <laughs> so, yes, thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. So, everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay thirsty. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Yellowstone. <laughs>